You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety, and comedy performers. Magazines really taught me an awful lot about, about magic and mentalism. Uh, and again, not simply the tricks, but uh, in, in the case of magazines, you get a good glimpse into the sociology. I got very, very drunk. I think I went up and made a bit of a speech, which was very slurred. And I think there's a video out there somewhere, which I had to get taken off the internet. You start struck that that person's actually watched your act and thinks you're good. It gets you big gigs and things like that. Magic's a community, isn't it? It's a community. The stage is huge, and then you go to the back of the room and you look at the stage and it's dwarfed because it's just such a massive venue. I put my brown underpants on that day. Hi, we're Cain and Abel, and we'd love to see you at one of our comedy and magic shows this summer. July, we will be at Foxfest on the 22nd, Durham Fringe on the 26th and the 27th, and the Deer Shed Music Festival on the 29th of July. August, you guessed it, we'll be off in Edinburgh with our show Magician to Impossible and also performing in Absurd, a cabaret panel show. Check out www.kenablemagic.com for more on all those dates. I'm Ava Bow, and I would also love to see you at my magic storytelling and comedy shows this summer. I'm away sailing the seven seas for a few weeks before August, but then you guessed it again. I am also performing at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the Voodoo Room Speakeasy at 12.35pm every afternoon apart from Wednesdays for the full Fringe. You can catch our absurd cabaret show at Whistlebinkies at 6.30pm every day there apart from Saturdays and then if that isn't enough for you, you can come to my full 75 minute magic show with interval on september the 20th in london at the crazy cox theater situated in brasserie zadel performing my show ava bow tales of magic at 9 15 p.m i look forward to seeing you magician loving people there well welcome once again to talking tricks absurd abel here joined as ever by ava hello and but, you know, it's not just the two of us. We tried that once, and the feedback was, we need another guest. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a third. Yes, we discussed whether or not my brother would do it, but we've got the same voice, and, and maybe he didn't want to. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't want to, but, uh, but instead, we've got a wonderful guest on. It's Hattie Ashdown. Woo! And the crowd goes wild. And the crowd goes, who? <laughs> I was I was whistling then as, as a sort of cheer, but also, you know, to mask any potential parrots that we might have. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Hattie? I'm good. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't know when this is going out, but it's it's uh it's hot, like sunny, and I'm I think the vibe is that this is going to stay for a bit, which is nice, but also makes me feel very guilty about the world. But I can't carry the world on my shoulders. The climate change, I can't. I can't carry any more. I've got everything else on my shoulders. I can't. Dead fish are coming up on the shores. So apart from that, I'm great. Apart from the world potentially ending, you're fantastic. Yeah, I feel very weird uh, seeing you guys. It makes me feel a bit sad because... I'm not doing Edinburgh this year and you two are just like, you're Edinburgh, your face. Uh, <laughs> and so 
I'm fine about it. I'm fine about it. But seeing you is like making me go, oh, I wish I just had a show in my back pocket. It's probably I mean, a good time then, you know, to announce that obviously, you know, you did win new friend of the year last year. At oh! <laughs> I forgot about that award. <laughs> it's a very prestigious award. That, uh, oh, what an honour. I think we met Hattie at the Fringe last year and not only did Hattie do a wonderful show, you were also pretty much a Fringe legend for firstly taking on last minute spots on on our cabaret show when we were too disorganized to find guests ahead, ahead of time and also just being the best flyering hype woman i've ever met oh my I gosh was, it's just so good at that i was kind of gently gentle flyering technique on the on the mile the hatties there going go on ava go on that show is amazing you've got to say it's better than that I was just trying to sell you because you're unique and, you know, and, and in what you do and, and everything. So I was just like, but, but it is hard to be your own hype woman. Even, even, even I have that problem. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it is hard to be. I mean, I remember you and me, Lawrence, standing at the corner of Voodoo Rooms, which wasn't really a great place to fire. And you were, I, I was, I was, I was the same as you, Ava. I was like, oh, wow, he's really good. He's just like shouting it out there. But um, I wasn't, you know, I, at the beginning, I think then I wasn't feeling it. And then you just got to get into it and forever. And you just got to let any ego go and just yeah. shout it out. Um, well, I remember there was obviously, I think it might've been the first day I met you. I, I was already so bored of shouting about my show. That when oh, yeah. you were coming to start your show, I was like, oh, what's your show? And then I was like, great, I'll just fly this show for a little bit because it means I don't have to talk about my show. Hattie's worry draw sounds a lot more interesting than <laughs> Twin Possible for the next five minutes. Boring old magic, one, mm. two twins. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do do that, though, don't they? They swap flyers and stuff um, for that reason. Yeah, we should have done that a lot more, actually. But, I mean, our timing was a bit was a bit weird wasn't it crossed over me and you Lawrence and yeah you. we were on at like the same time or you were on like a quarter of an hour after or something yeah yeah they would have to have missed half of one of our shows <laughs> my yeah. favorite bit was the amount of times that you Hattie walked in on Lawrence changing when trying to get something from the other venue last minute oh did I, did I? <laughs> oh, I can't I Patty worked out what time of day I take my trousers off and <laughs> she was there regular as clockwork. <laughs> oh, I just need to get more flyers. <laughs> and it was a little bit of less clothing every day. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like a leotard. I thought you was in a leotard one day. And then it was like pants and... <laughs> Um, <laughs> with the disco ball and the music going on at the same time <laughs> you're yeah. in the right moment and by the yeah. end of it you know you came in and there I was you know chained to a chained to a trolley with uh yeah snooker ball in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted to see all along <laughs> you got it eventually oh it was dear well um, the, the Bin strikes yeah. and train strikes and the general weirdness of it being the first fringe back from COVID, how did you find last year's fringe on a whole, Hattie? Um, 
I mean, on a whole, it's, a, it's hard because, you know, whether you're saying audience-wise or me mentally or blah, blah, blah. On a whole, um, it, it was an experience. I um, Yeah, it was, as always with anyone, it always feels like a little bit of a boot camp that you kind of, you know, like a boot Not that I've ever been on a boot camp. Um, but I imagine, you know, there's highs and lows. And, yeah, I... I wouldn't say it was part from you two. I wouldn't say it was my best Edinburgh, but then you always look, you know, but then it's probably because you always look through rose tinted glasses a bit and there's past ones in the past. I go, oh, that was my best year. Yeah. But there probably still was times then that I was walking in the park, crying to myself, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm being homesick, blah, blah. But it was a different experience for me this year because I had my children and previous years, uh, the last time I'd done Edinburgh, I didn't have any children. And so for me, I'd sum it up in missing. I don't, I'm not a person that gets homesick or anything like that. So sort of missing them was a whole new experience. So, which now I'd be more prepared for. And yeah, I think I just need to go for longer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I've got to really put them out of my mind. Like, yeah. just like, um, like, I have six months before I even go, just completely. <laughs> But, but as a fringe itself I think it was just everyone settling back into like oh 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 right all oh, right is this what we do and everybody was a bit I mean loads of people told me not to go they were like you're mad for going this is going to be the worst year for going and I'm always a person that does opposite to what people tell me to do so I was like no 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 you know and so I think as a fringe it was a little bit yeah it was very unfortunate with this that we had those strikes because people were trying to settle back in to how the festival works and how is this going to work um so you know because there was that there was that vibe about the money as well like uh rent going up and stuff like that and feed that vibe of um are the, are all diverse voices being heard in edinburgh I sort of felt that vibe and I I mean I was lucky I got a little bit of money from best in class which is a great organisation if anyone is struggling uh, to go to Edinburgh. And they they help with people from sort of working class backgrounds and stuff with a little bit of accommodation. But And and so I think there was that vibe. So I don't know how that vibe's going to change this year because I can't see the rent is going to be going down. <laughs> no, it's... I think, if anything... So we were in the, the uni halls last year, which we'd never done before. We'd always just been in a flat that someone had just been sort of randomly renting out to fringe people for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, me too. The same bloke had first refusal on it and we always got a good deal, even though it was a, a bad deal, but a good deal compared to last year. And then yeah. the halls were like more expensive than that. But then I looked at the halls this year and you could see they have gone up year on year and you're just like oh fuck off like it's already you know you're screwing people in the pocket um so I think I mean my accommodation is cheaper than last year but I just think that's because one of my mates put more legwork into finding somewhere but right um I think I, it does feel like that's it now it's like yeah it's not hit a glass ceiling it's not going to come back down it's just like pe people are going to accept them that's what they pay yeah like it or lump it or you know or don't go <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'm interested to hear uh, the feedback. I possibly might come up for a couple of days. Possibly, Ooh. I'd like to. I'm trying to work work that out. Um, I mean, I'm quite lucky. I got you know I've got friends in Edinburgh. That's who I stayed with last year. So um, yeah, but it is a bugger if you haven't got that. You just got to stay in a caravan just outside yes. of Edinburgh. I think that's the I way can't. forward. Yeah, in Kent. Yeah, <laughs> it it's only a six hour train, guys. Yeah, every oh morning. My God. Yeah, you'll be on the Royal Mar for midday. You just got to go. On. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually said a tent, but that was so much funnier. You made what I said so much funnier. Both of you. That's why we need a comedian on here every time. Um, <laughs> um, so, Hattie, your show was called the Worry Draw. Tell us a bit about the actual show you were doing in Edinburgh last year. Um, oh gosh, it was a, a heartfelt, I guess it was a heartfelt love story letter to my mum, I guess, in a lot of ways. But it was also meant to be massively, yeah, about how we deal with uh, worry. <laughs> and it's no surprise that it obviously came out of us all being in lockdown and stuff like that. And, um, that period when I felt like oh god you've got to dig deep because you're doing the same thing every day and um in terms of my grief the lockdown stuff sort of like it was like it put a hold on all that um and so yeah but I didn't plan for it to be it was one of those things as, as I said in a in a press thing I didn't plan for it to be about my mum at all it was like she just creeps in like come on I'm the funny one I've got all the funny stories I do <laughs> I was like oh my god sake. so every time I did previews people were like you've got to put more of your mum in oh so funny stuff like well I'm like all oh, right um but yeah so it was it in some ways it was a hard sell being on the free fringe being that I was been away from the fringe for a long time because people were just scared of like oh it's about grief blah, blah, blah. But as you know, Ava, it wasn't, it was probably my most highest gag rate show ever. I don't mean people were gagging, so I mean jokes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> there was a little bit of that. A little bit of sick in people's mouths sometimes. Um, Why is this lady that... saying this? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we were on on the afternoon, sometimes we do, I would get the old odd fella that was just having a little nap. Um, and you know what? I didn't care. Because I was like, fair enough, you know, especially when it was a bit hot. And, um, I, you know, I do think it was uh, quite a woman's show in, in, in some ways. Or I mean, I had, I had some lovely people come up to me. They were like, oh, I bought my girlfriend. I was like really dreading bringing her because her mum died. And I thought, oh, my God, what's she going to do? And she goes, but we loved it. And, you know, that that's the reward, isn't it? Just that people... Um, yeah, I did have I did have a few certain messages in it uh, that I wanted to convey and hope people take on to just um, be a better grief ally. Really, don't be afraid if someone's lost someone to talk about them because we all still are. And if you are scared, just ask. Just say, "Oh, do you know? Do you mind if I ask about so and so?" And they will tell you. And nine times out of ten, people are dying to. So the pun are uh, dying to talk about some the person that they've that they've lost and you know and as I said in the show I fucking don't want people to stop talking about me when I die thank you very much so 
I've still got to get that bench made. <laughs> so I said in the show, I'm going to get a bench made now. You know, why get it when you're dead? Get a bench made dedicated to me now for people to sit on. <laughs> where's, the not... where's the bench going to be? Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be funny if it just be somewhere really random? In I've not thought about it. I just thought, you know, everyone has them in, like, a nice park, don't they? And um, I, I do have an opinion, and this isn't funny, though. If you have a bench dedicated to someone, don't put loads of flowers on it all the time because people then don't want to sit on it because they feel like they're sitting on a grave. Mm. I think, like, if, if you've brought this bench... And, by the way, they cost thousands, by the way, and I think this is... Because we looked into it for my mum, but we went, oh, fuck that. <laughs> it like, it cost thousands. Uh, yeah, they cost thousands. So, you know, but don't put flowers on it because people don't want to sit on it. And the whole point of it is for people to enjoy the bench and whatever. But if you put, it just feels like it's sitting on a grave. But yes, sorry, I've rambled. Um, but if people want to enjoy my show, it is going to be on Next Up very soon. Uh, they told me I just had a sign off this week. I had to uh, look through any edits because uh, that, that was filmed not in Edinburgh. That was filmed when we came back. The night the Queen died. Died. I remember this because um, I was there at your show. And uh, ten uh, minutes uh, before you went on stage, everyone yeah. got a text alert, and we all sat in the pub going, "Oh no!" <laughs> I know what's she going to do? And she decided to ignore and and pretend that I hadn't seen it because otherwise it would just. But yeah, it was kind of very fitting um as the cameramen said afterwards they were like it's very fitting you know this this, this show about your mom dying and then this kind of big matriarch mum if you like uh of us all has died so it was quite poetic but um yeah you you <laughs> but, but I asked people to put their worries in the drawer at the beginning and yeah people there was a few people putting in, I'm worried that the Queen is not going to make it to the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I just didn't want to get into it, did I, Ava? I was like, I'm filming this for next up. I don't want to get into, into it. I just wanted people to forget about that for the next hour. I did love that part of the show because it, it really brings the whole audience together and when you're reading out everyone's worries some yeah. of them are relatable to other people and others are completely alien to other people but it makes I feel like it brings everyone onto the same level that everyone's got a worry and that's okay yeah and that's true actually yeah yeah I didn't think about that yeah everyone everyone can know um I mean in Edinburgh I had a lot which were just to do with jobs <laughs> it was always to do with jobs I want a new job. I want, you know, I want to leave my job. I'm worried about, oh, I'm worried about my new job. Um, so yeah, you're right. I'll have the common interest of of worry. Um, but my my one of my favourites was that reading out someone worried about having hemorrhoids, and they didn't put their name on it, and uh, I just assumed it was a woman. I think, yeah, of course, men can have hemorrhoids. I don't know why I just think it's because most yeah anyway we'll go into detail uh, <laughs> let's just say when you have children these things happen and um and yeah so then it was and then my friend uh, who I knew I went he went I went who's gonna is anyone gonna own up to this one no one and then after a while he went to be fair I didn't know you were gonna read them out <laughs> just one man sat at the back like this yeah yeah I was like <laughs> 
come on, you know, this is a comedy show. What did you think I was going to do? Just take it home for my own, not, you know. Oh, yeah. Thanks for your worries, guys. I'm going to get home and have a real chuckle over those. Yeah. <laughs> Pour myself a wine, get in the... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah worried he's got hemorrhoids <laughs> bless him oh god yeah oh. so it was a, it was a good experience um i but i didn't i i wanted to close the worry drawer it wasn't a show that i felt i could like go and tour or do over and over and over um but uh because it was it, well, you know it was emotional in parts and i think if i'd kept doing i wouldn't have been being honest it would have become too much of a, yeah, robot. Yeah. So I was And pleased. it'll live on on Next Stop Comedy. I know. How great is that? Yeah. I know. It's great. It's great. Happy day. Yeah. Well, we will get on to uh, a, a lovely game that we like to call. Would me lie to ye? But I'll very quickly tell um, my queen dying story because the day oh. that the queen died, my brother and I were performing magic on a certain cruise ship what's you and we have to do close-up magic uh five nights a week and then a show in the theater one night of the week and obviously we'd seen the news and everyone knew oh the queen's gonna die but we were out doing the close-up magic and we were doing a card trick and someone had picked the queen of hearts now we knew what they picked but they didn't know what they were picked they picked and that was the sort of structured trick so they picked it, and as they picked it, and then someone else picked a card, and it's going to reveal that you both picked the queen. Um, and just before it gets to that point, a little, the captain comes on, and he goes, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is not a pleasant announcement, I'm afraid, to <sighs> announce that Her Majesty the Queen has passed away. And I shit you not, people were screaming. They were no. like, <laughs> Um, really? Yeah, and um, someone behind the bar was like saying something like, "Oh, I need a gin and tonic for table six. And this man like turned around and went, "Have some respect!" <laughs> <laughs> and oh then my god! We finished doing the close, finished the trick in which it was like, "And you picked a queen," and it was like, "Fuck it!" And so we had to. So then we left. And then they rang us up, the head of the Ents team, and they were like, tomorrow, because the Queen, because the Queen's died, we can't have any comedy. So um, we were thinking, instead of you doing your show, like, in four days' time, we want you to do your show tomorrow. No jokes. What? It might run a little bit short, because you know how you <laughs> do comedy and magic? The yeah. comedy make up quite a large section of the show. Um, and in the trick, in the show, I someone picks a card and I become it and it's always the king. And they're like, right. you can't mention royalty. And we're like, oh, no problem. But at one point I am going to be in a leotard of a king and my brother will put a crown on my head. Oh, yeah, that leotard. <laughs> and they were like, no, you can't do that. So we had to lie and pretend that I was the jack of spades. What? Oh yeah, the famous Jack of yeah. Spades. I'm, I'm the Jack of Spades. Don't look at the big K that we've made sure we've got engraved on the leotard. 
Oh, I mean, people just gone mad, haven't they? But I mean, I get maybe that people the gin and tonic they needed a gin and tonic because of the news, you know? Yes, yeah. they needed a drink. But yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, they announced it at like three p.m., didn't they? That oh, the, the you know the, the royals are coming to Scotland, and you're like, well, she's obviously yeah. she must yes. be already dead. Yes, yes. So we all knew before my show and I remember thinking like please just hold on um <laughs> because I you know selfishly didn't want it to cloud people's yeah like not 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 in a way this sounds really awful not the way they would be able to laugh at my show but just that's on their mind or whatever but you know I think the fact that it was at the Bill Murray and it was a comedy venue it all sort of like helps that we're in this zone um and uh had I not been filming it, had I been doing a different type of gig, I probably would have spent the whole 20 minutes just uh, praying. <laughs> just hugging yeah. each other. Um, well, I mean, you know, good on you for not being like, oh, actually, at the end of the show, I'll announce that the Queen's died. And if you just kind of film the audience and then we've got some great, we've got some great little B-roll that we can just put over the more emotional. Oh, why didn't I do something yeah. like that? People are like Ava. this. That's why I should have done. I needed you there, Lawrence. I needed that is hard hitting show. Yeah. And then they all go, oh. So that was a wonderful story, uh, Lawrence. But um, I don't know how to segue into this, but Hattie, I'm just going to ask you tell us about Screaming with Laughter, your other show. Um, so Screaming with Laughter is a lunchtime comedy club where parents, normally new parents, because the babies have to be no older than about 13, 14 months. And will ID them on the door? <laughs> um, you can tell from a baby's feet how old they are. No, I don't know, I just made that up. Um, I, I've been running this from about, oh my God, about 2000 and, I don't know, about uh, six years. Uh, I took it over from Lucy Porter. She started it. 2011 or something she was doing it for years and the idea was she wanted something where she and other comics could still gig even though they got their babies and so it started as that but then found that you know mums and dads really loved it but it's predominantly mums unfortunately there's still not enough dads on paternity leave um and yeah so she gave it to me and then um, I took a year off last year, actually, with Edinburgh and lots of other stuff. And I think post-COVID, you know, there was like a lot of entertainment world. The ticket sales weren't great. But, yeah, it's it's great. It's I, I Basically, I just sell it as it's like a normal comedy club, but you just happen to have your baby on, on your lap or in a little car seat thing. Um, and, we, you know, so we have things in place, you know, obviously a lot of space because when you're a mum you have loads of stuff you just always got loads of stuff and we have some soft mats so they can put the baby down my babies my babies were always really wriggly and I was always dying to put them down so and you get to a point when you're a new mum that you're just like I just want somewhere I can go it always feels like you've got nowhere to go you know you go into looking Costa or some other coffee shops are available and they're all packed and you're like oh there's no room in here so a lot of the time I feel like we're just giving somewhere nice for people to go that was Lucy's thing was always like we want them to people to feel like grown-ups again you know going out and 
you know, yeah, mums get the Prosecco in, as you can imagine, and the acts just do their normal sets. So it's all swears and uh, and all that. Um, it's not for the babies. You know, I have had women say, oh, he's asleep. I'm, I don't know if I should wake him up for the show. I'm like, no, very, <laughs> very much keep him a whoop sleep, please. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, this is comedy for you. It's not for the babies. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine comedy for babies? I'd like, just literally be blowing raspberries and um a bubble machine. We have a bubble machine, they're bloody happy with that, mate. We set the bubble machine going and the babies are happy with that. Um <laughs> so I think Lucy called it scream with laughter was, you know, as in babies can scream. That's the hard bit for the acts. It's not for everyone. I've had some of the biggest acts do it and hate it, or it's just not their thing. Because you do get easily distracted um, mm. uh, with the babies either being cute or crying, and 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 it's quieter. You know, the mums do laugh, but they're not roaring because it's midday, and do you know what I mean? It's a bit more subdued. But they're, they're ever so grateful. They're just ever so grateful. <laughs> It sounds lovely. So where where is it on if people want to see it? So if people want to see it, again, depending on when this comes out, we are at the Bedford in Ballam um, once a month, the, the second to last Wednesday there. And we've just opened up a new venue, which we haven't started yet, in Wolverstow, uh at the Colab. Oh. Um, so we've got three dates there, um, which is a whole new adventure, but they're great they're very they're very supportive but that's going to be very much a morning thing uh so it's going to be more come have croissants breakfast type thing i think we're starting at like half 10 but i'm doing that in collaboration with nice and spiky so it's a it's a big goal but they're very supportive so if you're that side of the river um come to those ones um and i might be starting a new a new one uh in bellingham but we'll we'll see that's enough, to be honest. <laughs> How long's the show, Hattie? Is it kind of like, like... They're a bit long, yeah, about like an hour and a half because I, we normally let uh, a, a long interval so that mums can just hang. Yeah, so they calm. An MC, uh, an MC and then two acts, but the two acts do like 20 minutes each. We just find that work that works better. Sometimes I'll have an act do, especially if it's someone's quite new, because I've got to have really established acts so you'll never come and see shit <laughs> because they're the only ones that can deal with it do you know what I mean um uh so yeah sometimes we'd have two tents but generally it's yeah so it's like an hour and a half so uh so that the Wolfenstein one will be 10 starts at 10 30 finishes at 12 and then you can have your lunch there get, <laughs> get some burgers get some it's whatever good, I live in Wolfenstein it's a good burger I can I can vouch for the burgers uh, at Colab. I've heard, I've heard. Oh yeah, I thought that's where you live. Well, that's where everyone blimmin' lives, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's yeah. going there. Yeah, so they're our main venues um, at the moment. But we are launching a new thing of, if anyone wants to book us for a boutique bespoke experience of uh, if your child's having their first birthday party, because everyone knows the first birthday party, the baby doesn't care what's going on. It's just no. for you. It's for all the parents to pat themselves on the back and go, we've made it for a year. So yeah, so we're, we're, we're sort of, that's that's available now. So yeah. Amazing. And talking about mums, you also do a podcast, the Funny Mummies podcast. Oh, I know. Bloody you did so it. much, Hattie. I know, but that, 
is again it's not I would say it's a parent it's a parenting podcast for people that hate parenting podcasts it's very much a, really a comedy podcast it's just that the the mums I have on it happen to be comedians that's how I sell it yes we do talk about the, the element of you know juggling kids and uh and comedy and work but uh yeah it's not it's non-judgmental non-filter you know it's for all those mums at the school gates that feel like nobody talks to them (laughs) (laughs) not saying that's me um but uh I I think it's taken me about seven years but I they do now talk to me but that's that's a whole other thing I was thinking this morning as I've dropped them off and it was like if I was in a movie, it was like I dropped off and one mum went, hey, want to do a park after the school? And I went, yeah. And then another mum went, oh, should I see you later? Da, 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 this. And I was like, I've, I've become a bit popular. <laughs> I was like, it's taken me seven years. Then, you know, you can imagine. They're not sure about me. So, yeah, funny mummies. Funny <laughs> enough, as we talk today, our episode is out uh, uh, with Athena Kablenu. Um So we have regular uh, people that come back you know or or brand new guests we had harriet kemsley uh last month and um yeah it's great fun great fun listen to it download it where can be found all all the apps yeah all the apps where you get your free podcasts from of course and we're still free we're advert free so listen to it while it's not bombarded with adverts because we're not getting any adverts yet um (laughs) and you take you'll take them if they're offered right Yes, very much so. I'm trying. I want all. I want the whole podcast to be adverts. Yeah, just me talking about. Anyway, Gemma, I don't know what you think, but I'm loving this new prosecco from Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to drop in adverts every five seconds. That, that's oh. the dream, you know. I think people are like, oh, why? Why are you going to do a podcast? Because you like talking, like talking to people. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just hoping that maybe at some point Garnier will ask you yeah. to talk about Ombre Solaire. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You've done it. Cha-ching! Is this hot weather getting you all out of whack? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You just kind of. I, I just want to be able to. Um, pay for an uh yeah to i'd love to be able to give our guests a bit of money i mean i've been on uh, you know not saying anything about this podcast but <laughs> i've been on podcasts and they've paid me and i've been like nearly fainted but it does happen um and i just think yeah it'd be nice it'd be nice to just um yeah but you know in the meantime we do it for the love <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've got so much on but I will just check. You're, so you're not back at Edinburgh this year. Um, no. What else have you... Is there well, I, anything else you've got going on? No, I am sort of tentatively, very early days, working on on a new show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know... I honestly don't know anything of what it's really going to be like about... I'm just doing... It's quite that fun early stage of going... I kind of know what I want it to be. I know I want it to be... Uh, very a party show feel good show uh probably really interactive um so I'm just sort of researching and playing around but I have got a preview <laughs> on the Saturday the 8th of July as part of the Croydon Festival I'm just doing half an hour and so far I don't really know what I'm doing but I'm just um 
you know when you're just like i'm trying to get back to my roots doing a lot more theatrical clowny type stuff who knows it's going to be all thrown at this show um so i don't know what that uh yeah is about but watch watch this space for that really so i'm, I'm working where's that on in croydon it's called uh, the Stanley Arts is the venue and they're doing a weekend Croydon festival. So you buy a ticket and then you can go and see as many shows as you want. And they've got some amazing big acts that are going to be going up to Edinburgh. So check that out. Stanleyarts.org, I think it is. And uh, uh, yeah, you can buy a ticket for 20 quid and then go and see as many shows as you want. But mine's on the Saturday night at 8.30. Um, I'll be doing something. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's sort of like, to be honest, Ava, I've been trying to like down schedule because I have so much going on and I've been like, I feel like I'm just spreading myself too thin. Mm. And that's it's something I've done my whole life. And I'm, and I'm like, I need to just really put more quality into the things I'm doing. But I, it's hard. It's like, I just say yes to everything. <laughs> and I have to rein it in and go, no <laughs> so um yeah oh and I am writing some radio play things but anyway that's again, you can't talk about it now yeah I can't talk about top it secret. top it's secret, top secret. <laughs> <laughs> the studious Matty Ashdown with their top secret writing yeah amazing and your secrets probably lead into a very good game Okay. Do you want to give it a go at saying the name, Lawrence? Me? Yeah, I think you'd be great at it. it sounds very in Ava's voice, but we are now going to play Would Me Lie to Ye? I think that was very good. I think that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so Hattie, you have brought with you today three facts about yourself. Two of them are true. Yeah. It's a lie. So yeah. if you I'll give us my best. All three facts, straight poker face. Oh, okay. In no particular order, whichever oh, okay. order you want to do them in. And then Lawrence and I will try and guess which one is the lie. Okay, so like like a list, like, yeah, okay, and then you'll go back over them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I once met Jimmy Savile at a food market in Leeds and I have a photo with his arm around me to prove it. Um, I was a cleaner for Joan Collins um, uh, for a little while. I was nearly Sophie Ellis-Bexter. They're all, I didn't realise they're all celebrity related. Look at me, what a name dropper. Name dropping. <laughs> Such a star hag. Um, all right. I, I, wanted, I, I want the Sophie Ellis-Bexter story first. So I, what's this? You were, you were primed to be the next pop star and they picked Sophie over you. You kind of got it. Yeah. Um, my friend was in a band um, and they were looking for a, a singer. And he, um, you know, he, he, he was like a mover and a shaker uh, in, in the musical <laughs> world. And, yeah, he um, was like, can you sing? And I was like, yeah, like a foghorn. And 
He didn't believe me, but then heard me. I was like, okay. And then, um, and then I, but I always look back and think, and then it wasn't long after that, that he got Sophie and they became the audience. That was the name of the band. And in a way, not a lot of people know about the audience. It, it did, it did, you know, it, well, it gave her all her media training and stuff like that. And she, she went off to go on and be, you know, massive sort of thing. Um, and what else did happen? That was, I, and I, I, for a short while and bizarrely, I had black hair and I did used to get people <laughs> shout, murder on the dance floor. Now you might look at me and think I don't look anything like her, but when I was younger and a bit thinner <laughs> and I had black hair, I could kind of see it. Um, How old were you at the time? Uh, 20, 20, uh, yeah, must have been 2021. Yeah, and um, how did you, how did you know your friend? He, he was, uh, I think he was originally, he was a DJ for, uh, at my university. I think he was friends with somebody who went to my university and he came and DJed there and, um, that's how I met him. I'm still friends with him to this day. Um, with, yeah. Let's, let's call him up and see what the story yeah, is. Yeah, do you want to? <laughs> you him first. But I'm all, I was always like, oh, God, that could have been me. I mean, I went to see them at Glastonbury when they did Glastonbury, and I was like, only I could have sang. Life could have gone very different. <laughs> do you know what? Sophie Ellis Bexter, when I was a kid, I loved her. Like, and I, I thought she was iconic. And the Murder on the Dance Floor video... Yeah, I think I must have been like, I don't know, how old was I? I don't know, quite young. But yeah, was, this shows how much I'm older that. than you. Um, I want to be a murderous woman on a dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> she is very fun, isn't she? I've seen her at a couple of festivals and it, it's, it's it's a good show. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, have you let that go, Hattie? Or, you know, if you hear, if the the beginnings of murder on the dance floor start you just <laughs> throw the radio at the wall and storm I'm out the like, room. that could have been me where she's there with her five children and uh uh big house and uh, i think that could I, th I think thank god that wasn't me <laughs> i don't <laughs> want five children um i was jealous of her um kitchen disco Oh. did in lockdown that was such a good idea i was like oh that's a good idea um you know anyone who comes up with a good innovative idea i'm always a bit jealous as well i'm like oh yeah why didn't i think of that but um but then again she's so perspective if i'd done it just been hattie in her kitchen who would have been <laughs> watch that um but yeah but she was like she was so desperate to still sing even though she had no audience She's just singing in her kitchen to her poor children who <laughs> were just there going, I want a snack or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have met her a few times. At my, my friend has um, invited her to do's and stuff. And it's funny because some of the people that know are like, oh, oh, and I'm like, fine, fine. Can you... <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's no, it's no. Uh, she doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know. It's really ignorant. If she did yeah. know, maybe she well, could I think he could have had me. We could have put a tuner on. Do you know what I mean? 
Look at Jerry Hallowell. That's what she did. <laughs> um, I could have, yeah. Anything's possible now. Bloody hell. Purists. You would have mind, surely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Never mind. Um, um, how old were you when you met Jimmy Savile, please? Uh, old enough. Is a, is <laughs> um, as in an adult. An adult. Okay. I was working at a food market in Leeds. Uh, you know these like food fairs. Yeah. Um. So I was on a stall. I can't remember what for now. I think it might have been for Ecover. Do you know Ecover? Yeah. Why they were, it was a food thing, but I guess, you know, washing up liquid or whatever. Um, we used to do a lot of the festivals and stuff. So, uh, yeah, and it was a long time. It obviously was a long time ago. It was um, obviously before he died, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been weird. And um, for on this stall, we have a... Uh, <laughs> A stuffed Jimmy Savile. A dead um, man. <laughs> yeah. And I must have been back. Do you know what? It could have even been around the similar. No, but a bit older than the, than than when I wanted to be in the Sophie band. Um, and, yeah, it was just at that stage where you're like, oh, yeah, he's like an iconic. You know, so, and, and I, I was working with, as I always seem to be, working with people a lot older than me. They, they didn't really know who he was. So I was like, oh, my God, he's like a legend, blah, blah, blah. And I, and yeah, and so I was like, um, I don't know how much I could say, really. But um, so he was walking around with a guy, an old-looking guy. And I remember everyone was a bit like, oh, there's always been something a bit weird about him. Yeah. But we were like, oh, I, th I bet he's just gay. Not saying gay's weird, but mean as in he's in the closet about it. Yeah. I mean, if only. I mean, if only. And I just, yeah, I just said, can I have a photo? And he just, I can't really remember what he said, but it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, just like <laughs> that. And um, yeah, so I've got a photo. <laughs> so cringy because I'm like, I've got my hand on his chest. I'm just going. So you've kept the photo? Yeah, of course I have. You've not been the photo? No. I think, think I should burn it. I think you should bin the photo. <laughs> but it's one of those stories, though, isn't it? Can we, can we see the photo? <laughs> this would roll it down to 50-50. Well, exactly. I can't show you right now. I need to uh, get some links in that team. Yeah, oh, really? Do you always not do well on this? Yeah. <laughs> it's not been my best performance. <laughs> I remember well, being at a friend's house when... And he was like, oh, what do you guys want to listen to? And he had like loads of CDs on the wall. And he was like, oh, this is good. And pulled it off. And he noticed he had Rolf Harris's sing single. Oh. And he went, oh, fucking Rolf. And he opened the back door, lifted open the door, <laughs> threw it out the house. <laughs> and that's what I would have expected you to do with your... Oh, sorry. It's, not, it's not a printed copy. It's just like on... Um... Yeah, I'm not going blown up in the, in the above our beds. <laughs> Yeah, they go, look, just look, it's, it's above our bed. <laughs> I would have thrown it away, but it really ties the room together. <laughs> yeah. And I look really good in it. <laughs> just like Sophie Ellis Baxter. 
this photo. <laughs> if only, if only it had been my Sophia specs today when I dyed my hair black, the two would have tied together beautifully. Um, but no, it wasn't. Um, I've got a yeah. question about your third story. This yeah. is really gonna show my age a little bit, but who is Joan Collins? Ah, well, I should have said, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. No, it's fair enough that you don't know who she is because she's fucking old. I think she it was funny enough, it was on the telly the other day. I think because of different people dying, it was like they were saying, but Joan's still going. It's all right, people, <laughs> don't panic. She's not, I think, 90, I think now. So she was in a, in, in um, Dynasty, right? I was going to say Dallas. I always get confused myself between those. So she was in Dynasty, which was like a famous 80s sort of like, I think it was... I think that was it. But basically she was just sort of like our British sort of starlet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think, who's that woman with the dark hair in America that was around the time as Marilyn Monroe? Do you know what I mean? They tried to have her as our sort of like uh, icon sort of thing. Um, and then, so, but now in latter years, she's um, she's very well kept. I mean, if you Google her, she still looks amazing. And um she in latter years she's just kind of now got herself a younger husband and uh can be has often popped up in the odd uh ukippy campaigns <laughs> you're like oh right she's gone that way <laughs> but uh yeah and she's just very very glamorous um and i remember her telling me that um a tip to looking young is uh wearing a hat wear a big hat and if you google her you'll always see her in a bloody big hat i just have actually and i was yeah. thinking this really credits the uh truthfulness of this story because <laughs> i've just seen her in a great big hat <laughs> but yeah i had a bit of a a weird time uh when i was at university and in st, Mar uh, st. mary's in twickenham it's quite a posh area isn't it and um yeah, I won. I needed a part-time job, but I was very fussy. <laughs> I didn't want to work in a bar or anything like that. And um, yeah, through this is going to sound like it's made up, but through my friend Greavesy, who is the person connected to Sophia Baxter thing, he um, he knew someone or knew someone that knew her, or whatever, and um, they were like. This was back in the day when people didn't used to check things. Like now, they you wouldn't just go and clean for Joan Collins. I'm sure you'd have to go through an agency and, and get all checks and stuff like that. But this was back in the day we could just answer an advert in a paper. Um, so yeah, I and I didn't mind cleaning because. <laughs> Did she have a massive like... house though? Was it? Were you a bit? Like, I can imagine if you got there and it was like a huge house, you're like, oh, I could... yeah, that's true. Surely um, I could be cleaning someone less famous's house. Joan Collins got 17 bedrooms. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too bad, actually. It was quite a modest house. I don't know if she's got other houses. Um, I think she has. I think she's got one abroad. Everyone's got 
one in Spain or something, haven't they? Um, Darling, we all have. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Um, but it had a little, uh, like the bottom of it, there was a little river. So that, that was nice. Um, not if you've got kids, but um, scared. I'm scared shitless of rivers and <laughs> kids falling in them. Um, did so. What what part of the house did you clean? Did you clean the whole house, or was it? I think I, I wasn't. I wasn't the only one. It, it was mainly just the sort of. To be honest, with you I didn't really see her very much because it was sort of mainly over the summer period um, when she wasn't really there very often. So I was just sort of given the keys and just saying, you know, just keep it clean in case she she comes back. And how many um, were were there of you cleaning it? Well, as in, I think there was like housekeepers and stuff like that. But um, so I was just there as like, I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it's like, you know, like there's a laundry person. There's a whatever person. I'm just cleaning the uh, house, <laughs> the, <laughs> the bedrooms and stuff like that. But I didn't have to clean, change bed covers and stuff like that. Um, do, you, do you remember who she was married to at the time? Oh, that's a good question. Because there's she been was... a lot of men. Yeah, no, this was still Percy, I think. Yeah, right. Who she's um still with to this day. Um, and the other thing I used to find strange about was she, even though she was really slim, she always just had a really bloated tummy. <laughs> it's sort of a strange fact. Um, I can't work that out. Anyway. It's a weird thing that I remember, but um, I, I I'd be a bit scared of seeing her to be honest. So I I I try and go um before my less before my lessons or stuff like that, and just because uh, I'd be I didn't really want to bump into her. Um, but um, I quite like clean. I, I did I did cleaning in the summer holidays as well when I came back to Kent with an agency. I quite like it. You can just you know put your headphones on, get lost in it. Um. Did you find anything weird in Joan Collins's house or all above board? Um, oh. What did he nick? <laughs> oh, yeah, I so should have nicked stuff, shouldn't I? <laughs> I did have little, I did, I did have little swigs of booze sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, I'm a student. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you're like, what's this? When it's some unusual. Cognac cognac thingy and i'd have a little uh i'd have a little swig of that it's tonic wine there's this tonic wine thing i don't know what that was all about um so yeah no i was i was quite good in that way but it was you know it was it weren't too bad money but sadly it only lasted a, sort of like you know the summer some so like may to whatever yeah and, and um, they had to sack you when they noticed that the <laughs> The little pen line on all the booze. Yeah. <laughs> like all my jobs, Lawrence, I never hear why. I just get a, oh, um, Miss Collins won't need you uh, any anymore. She, um, she, she's going to be coming back with her entourage. And so they won't need you. It's like, oh, okay. I enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. Ava, are you, are you, are you like sticking out a lie amongst those three? Turn to go first, isn't it? Um, I always get so wrong, and I'm so easily fooled by these. Um, I don't know whether it's making me feel like I'm actually 
more gullible than I previously thought. Um, or whether we just have really good liars on. This is really difficult. Okay, I think <laughs> the lie is gonna be like you're gonna have to cut this huge pause out because I don't know what to go for. I really want to get this right so badly. She um, only get one go. That's it. She has to say. Yeah, we get was... one go each, and we normally yeah. we we always pick opposite from each other but ah. I feel like you should write it down maybe and then hold it up so let's keep telling us to do this okay let's do it that way again then and then because then you're we know you're not suddenly changing your mind I've got some Cain and Abel business cards I can write on here oh I've got a business card but it doesn't have any blank space on it this is my, my business yeah because she's got so much to sell there's no other room <laughs> <laughs> Such a busy woman. Um, okay. Whereas Lawrence has left loads of space so he can write his number down. For... Right. Is that ladies? I have written this in pencil, so I don't know how it will do. Oh, I always write it the wrong way round. You have to do a Oh, guys. Right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. You wrote Jim Collins, I wrote Jimmy. She's wrote well, Jimmy. The thing is, Ava, you're a bloody idiot because Joan Collins doesn't exist. <laughs> Happy made her up. I knew that. Gullible. Oh, yeah. She she was an A-list superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> idiot, Ava. <laughs> she does exist. <laughs> I was in double bluff. I don't think, really think she's going mad. Um, oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not that clever. Um, God, that would have been a good idea. Um, so the lie is, I was not a cleaner for Joan Collins. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ava. I'm sorry. Um, I just think you would have nicked more. Yeah, you foiled me on that one. <laughs> I thought, fuck, yeah, I would have, um, I probably would have done. Um, I did meet her once, though. So, uh, um, but yeah, no. And I tried to draw on, because I, I was a nanny uh, well, when I was at uni for some people who had a nice house and they had a river at the bottom of the garden. And so I tried to draw on that, but yeah, I was like, oh, I've, yeah. I don't always feel like I'm, I'm good at these. I did a part, I did like a pilot for like one of these things for TV version. And I was like, oh my God, I'm shit at this. Um, That's the thing. When we've done, when we do it in absurd, people are so good at it. These like punters who've just come to watch an Edinburgh show yeah. And then, like, some days they're amazing. I mean, there, there was the odd day when you people were like, I had a sandwich for lunch. And then it's yes. like, and the liar was, I didn't have a sandwich for lunch. I had a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Yeah. What's some yeah, so what's some really good ones when I was there? Yeah, people yeah, they love it, don't they? Well, you were there on what I like to refer to as Super Saturday because it like oh. just loads of people came on the one day that you were there. Yes. It was like one like theatre troupe were like, oh, we're all coming. Of course they was. They of course they was. I was there. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the theatre troupe. And it was like absolutely you know. rammed and there was some people who obviously had come early to have their dinner, but their dining room wasn't ready and there was a oh, yeah. comedy show going on. So you guys are not there this year. You're somewhere else this year. Where Whistle- are you? Whistlebinkies. I know Whistlebinkies. That's nice. It's a piano bar place, isn't it? I think. Music venue, yeah. So yeah. excited for it. Yeah. And what time are you on then? 6.30. Nice. Same Three time? Days. Is that the same time? Yeah. About an hour later. Yeah. Right. Well, if yeah. I do come and visit for a couple of days, I'll let you know. Let us know. You guarantee the slot if you want. Yeah. So and um, Yeah, because, you know, we will miss um, competing with the food processor in <laughs> rotis. And the heat. The, oh, the heat. The heat, yeah, was a bit much. I think you were the one of the only comedians that could compete competently over the food processor. And that's on. not, yeah, that's <laughs> not their fault, but it was, yeah, <laughs> you were shouting over it and it was, it was working. But it well, was you've all got to have talents on your, on your CV. I can <laughs> shout can over. over food processors. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it on the next. Well, look, we are, I can see that we're now ticking down to one minute and 19 yeah. seconds left, but I'm happy with that. Yeah, thank you so much, Hashi. Oh, thank you. It was a joy. It was a pleasure. Um, yeah, hopefully, um, do let us know if you're up in Edinburgh. I will, I will. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, good luck, guys. And, um, and, and Lawrence, you're doing magic, obviously. Yeah, Ed and I, yeah. Yeah, Ed and I are doing a show. What venue? Uh, in the afternoon, foodie rooms again. Of course, it's the best so, venue. Same room, different time, but you could probably work it out. We start at two forty-five, so quarter past two to half past two will probably be when I'm getting into my leotard. So, okay, same room. I book my train uh, <laughs> for the morning, and I'll be there in time. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see a new leotard this time. Okay, I'll get, I'll get the, I'll get the dye out. <laughs> get the king of jack out yeah. whatever it is oh thank you for having me thanks um, mate and uh, yeah good luck and, and speak soon maybe I'll see you in Morvenstone <laughs>